I'm a model. You know what I mean? I do my little dance on the catwalk. Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. No verdict too controversial, no personality too big, no topic too random. This is the podcast where we select a topic at random and debate it till our hearts are all expended. My name is Bo Schwartz and joining me, as per usual, is the ineffable Michael Hodgins. I think that's normally what you say Crofton is, but but sure, I'll it's take true. it. Hello. But I've just uh, christened today as Opposite Day. So we also have the uh, flamboyant Crofton Steers. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's Crofton Steers in the house with my two friends. Woo! All right. You go, girl. It's a very flamboyant. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. see. I was I was thinking because last week I was all really tired and I was like uh, we have to podcast and I couldn't summon up the energy to to give my A game you know but this week it's A game all the time baby oh sweet I'm looking forward to hearing your opinions on whatever it is we talk about today McGill yeah, read my football feel- rules when you talk I'm gonna be thinking this is all Crofton's A game no pressure. <laughs> I also feel kind of like ramped up for a debate because um, we just talked about science fiction books for like an hour before we started recording. So <laughs> yeah, I'm all we, like, oh, yeah, yeah, my brain's all working. Remember that book? We've engaged in a lot of uh, uh, um, conversational foreplay prior to recording this show. So it should be a good one. Expectations yeah. are high. You and- guys are nerds. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. I think it was, you know, we talked about Ursula K. Le Guin. True, you know, and not- Star Wars, and William Gibson, and all the greats. Philip K. Dick, I don't know, spanned yeah. a lot of good stuff. Yeah. The one if this we- podcast is half as good as that, that conversation, we'll be, we'll be cooking with gas. But right now, we're rubbing it in our listeners' faces. We're like, hey, we had this great conversation that you guys weren't a part of, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, but before we get into the main topic, I had one sort of exciting, it was exciting to me, um, thing that, that happened. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, on our Twitter feed, um, and this was completely like, so a lot of the letters we get in, they're from, you know, it's known that they're from people we know who support the show, but... um, Thank you, people we know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, someone, a person asked uh, another person on Twitter, the people that I'm not, you know, personally familiar with, uh, you know, what might, you know, I'm listening to these podcasts, what might be... Another good podcast. I'm jonesing for some podcasts. And this person uh, at Scrivener, who I think I think I know from being a tadpooler in some of Scott Johnson's podcasts, suggested uh, maybe Good Bad Bull, uh, Judge John Hodgman, Hello Buglers, that's the um, John Oliver podcast, Current Geek, which is a frog pants show, The Greg Proop Show, and The Night Attack Show, which is also, um, they're all really good shows. And I, I felt a deep sense of honor that we got lumped in with all of these suggestions as like great podcasts. So I just wanted to thank Scrivener for for that. And, um, you know, I, I kind of felt the sense of, hey, that's like a really nice compliment to be sort of up there with those podcasts, all podcasts I listen to and admire. So 
I just wanted to say a quick shout yeah, out. Good Thank yeah, good company. Thanks for the shout out. And good job, you guys. We're, we're, we're making we're making inroads in the podcasting universe. Woo! Um, you know, hopefully Disney doesn't buy us out and you know say that everything we've done is now uh, doesn't count anymore. Non-canon. <laughs> and replaces Mike with John Cusack and me with uh, Zach Galifianakis. I don't know who they. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm irreplaceable. So yeah, I don't know who they replace Crofton with. I mean, Crofton gets to play himself. A potted plant, maybe. I would be. <laughs> I would be the one person they keep on. God damn you, Crofton! All right, uh, and with that, I suppose we should, you know, get a random topic. Yeah, we we get these Twitter uh, referrals due to the quality of reviews that we provide of these random topics. So, Mike, start that sucker up. Um, the topic today is um, lifestyle magazines. <laughs> I assume this. I assume this means like cosmopolitan people. Uh, men's I, health. Men's health. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like any magazine that dines to uh, be about a certain way of living. So whether it's health, fitness, hunting, video games, sex, uh, sex. A lot of them are reading. Sex. There's like there's like poetry mag. Like you know, if you're <laughs> if you're a science yeah, I fiction, uh, I think does, does I, I think all that stuff. No, I don't think so. I think we're like because that's all magazines here. We're, we're, I think lifestyle magazines are, as in the title, the ones that are most related to to certain lifestyles. So for you know, men's health, I think is a good example. As is Cosmopolitan, the ones where you see on the front like articles that say like. Top ten tips for healthy living, or top, you know, maybe good housekeeping would be one. I'm not sure, but As so, but not like, like arch- architectural. No, thing. no, or or even like a vi- a video game magazine. Like I'm not, I'm not sure it would fit in. Like it, there's a lot of movie. There's a whole like That's sort true, of true because it isn't about the gamer lifestyle. It's not like you have a picture of a guy sitting on a couch in his yeah, boxers true. with like, <laughs> popcorn and a giant two liter bottle of diet coke. No Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> Mountain Dew Extreme. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It, that's right. Like it, it, exactly. If okay. if it's about if it's about something, uh, you know, like there's I think lifestyle. there's a, yeah. a magazine called Interior Design, right? And that's not a lifestyle magazine. Whereas I think um, Good Housekeeping would be would be one, right? Man, the random <laughs> topic generator throwing a real curveball. Very niche magazine demographic we're getting here well but i would say those are probably the main magazines or lifestyle ones like everyone everything else is is a bit narrower you know when you go in your in grocery store lineups mostly those are lifestyle magazines you're looking at except for maybe a few food specific ones so but the the gossip rags i mean i don't know that those are considered lifestyle magazines i think we're sticking to like the cosmo is like I feel like that one, though okay. it's almost just a sex tips magazine <laughs> by the headlines on it. It's true. Um, one of my first forays into women's lifestyle magazines was, I can't remember which, I want to say it was maybe details, but I don't remember. But was I, I'd go to the, the magazine section to um, you know try and dig out tips on how to perform cunnilingus successfully so I wouldn't look like uh, an embarrassment the first time I, I had sex with a girl. <laughs> I mean, and you know. How'd that work out? 
Well, I think, I don't know. I think women are generally quite nice. So if you're, you know, if it's the first time you're making love and you're not doing incredibly well, they don't, they're not just like, oh my God, we're, I, get out. You know, like it's more just like, oh, that's lovely. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess like you could just, I just should just say it worked out fine. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of what? paranoid that it, that it was just like, yeah, that's great anyways. And then moving on to the other parts of sex. But still. I have this ongoing uh, sort of joke with my wife, Andrea, when we're in line at grocery stores or the drugstore or whatever. And I see these magazines, what we call Lifestyles magazines, you know, Cosmo and I don't might be Men's Health or a few others that are there. And every t- specifically Cosmo, but they're all kind of the same. I, I always will pick it up and be like, every magazine is the exact same. Like you pick up Cosmo and it's like, 50 wild sex tips to blow his mind uh, or something like that. And then you'll, you'll go back um, like two months later and you'll be like, oh, check it out. 25 top tips uh, in bed. And just like it's <laughs> always the same. And men's health is like rock hard abs in five in 15 days uh, or, you know, it just you go back and it's like they just say the same thing again and again and again. Have you guys found this? Is this just me? You forgot the oh. personality tests as well. <laughs> no, that's I, – I find that is exactly true. And uh, I think there's even been like articles about this where somebody is has pulled out – because at one point it was bound to happen that if you're cycling maybe 15 different types of stories that uh, that they're all going to line up and there was – there's – Two covers of a magazine, I, I wish I could remember what it is off the top of my head, that are virtually identical, just with a different celebrity on the front, you know? Um, but uh, but aside from that, it was all almost space placed in the same in the same layout, those exact recurrent stories, right? So it is, it's like a recycle a recycling system. You and I said recycling was good when we did recycling, so <laughs> but do you think do you think, like, because you can subscribe to these magazines and get them sent to your house, do you think that that's the, the cornerstone of their business, or is it uh, off the shelf at grocery stores and well, convenience I stores? Well, I think, like, I mean, if what we just mentioned there, like, I can't see how you could, could subscribe to one of those and not go crazy of, like, I just read this one last – like, if you pick up a magazine at the store, you know, a couple times a year – then I, I, I can understand you'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll pick this up. It's not like, but every month of uh, something like Cosmo or Men's Health, it's like how many, you know, it's just the same thing again and again. It's like, I, I feel like it almost becomes like junk mail. Maybe, but I, I do think that there are some, like Men's Health in particular always has like different exercises in it or some something. So you go to somebody's house, you see like 15 Men's Health on the toilet. And while I do think that tran- transient people, like people who are, say, getting on a plane uh, and, and getting on a plane is something I associate with people going and, and buying, uh, you know, one or two or a bunch of magazines. Um, or, uh, or or if it's something as easy as like off the rack at the grocery store. And, and because they're right in your face there, they're trying to have these catchy, catchy sort of stories and titles. But maybe the inside content is is a little beefier than what they're sort of advertising on the front. They're just trying to trying to make that sale uh, with the the um, the cover content. I definitely think magazines like you know uh, the ones we've mentioned are all all subscribe subscribe to. I think Cosmo has a ton of subscribers. I mean, I'm sure that it. I'm sure that it does, but I just. <laughs> I mean, as, as you say, like sometimes they're so similar. I mean, I guess if you're just 
you know, you like to peruse them. It's worded differently. There's different tips in each one, sort of, but they're all basically the same. I mean, as far as I, I guess I'll just say I don't subscribe to any magazine, um, and I, I, and, I, and I don't think I'd be into it because I, I find that they're sort of just vehicles for advertising. So something like Cosmo or any of these things, you know, you put some good-looking person on the front who's been, of course, completely altered by Photoshop and what have you, and ta- and all these like intriguing things about sex that really tweak a lot of people's brains to be like, oh yeah, I want to see that or know more about that. It's just to get you to pick it up so that the advertisers can can reach you. Like I, I really think that's how they stay afloat is like how can we tweak people's like like basic uh, desires to pick something up and then that's how we get our advertising out the door. In in the current context, it's a bit different too, right? Because I'm pretty sure all these magazines are getting hammered pretty hard by online. Um, where it's like it's it's harder now than ever to look at magazines and say why would anyone subscribe to this why would you know what value does it bring to my life to actually have this in my life um <clears throat> so i cuz i'm trying to imagine uh you know 10 15 years ago when the internet was a less prevalent facet of my life if i would value this differently i suppose um but it's hard because i think i was too young to be in the target demographic for magazines? I mean, I do think, I do think that there is something, and it's the same with books, like, you know, they've had a hard time against the internet, but there's something nice about having something, you know, tangible in your hands, uh, just the feel of the magazine. I get a magazine about once a year in a stocking at, Christmas and it's usually a ski magazine someone's given me because I like skiing and I'll be like ooh and I always will enjoy flipping through it like I I do see the appeal of them uh, but I can't I can't see the, the the subscription aspect to it and usually once I'm done flipping through it I'm like wow there is a lot of ads in magazines it's you know I feel like it I don't know what the ratio is but it's I feel like it's heavily on the ad because in some cases that's hard to know when lifestyle ends because this is like even though we're talking about lifestyle magazines I find myself thinking about what are the magazines that like I actually appreciate right and so uh, as a child I you know I loved getting Nintendo powers and looking at the video game stuff and the, the latest Nintendo news and as a teenager it was like Transworld and Thrasher the skateboarding magazines but you know really into skateboarding full of ads for all kinds of skateboarding products and my teenage brain going uh flipping I want I want and want and finding some amount of pleasure in in wanting and th- seeing like almost like a different approach to like oh ads skip it I hate advertising where you're actually picking up a magazine in a in a in an area where you're like oh I love this stuff I'll even look at the ads and I, I think it's cool looking at these ads because they're showing you know skateboarding porn which is like the sweet sweet wood layers of a, of a new skateboard and look at this awesome guy doing awesome tricks with that magazine um, you know and in a certain extent you can look at some of those niches and and maybe they do promote a lifestyle. But uh, I think you're right in saying that, you know, it's full of advertising. But now, you know, it's so you can just we can wake up, flip open your phone and find the content you want without even leaving your bed. Um, So I I, I wonder, I don't use magazines anymore. The only time I read them is in the doctor's office. That seems like the best use for magazines is like to fill an odd minute. 
But even then, I have my phone now, too. So I, I think you both are right in saying that magazines are somewhat antiquated and on the, on the way out. I think that their target market tends to be, uh, tends to be older, like the people that are going to buy it in a, um, a grocery store line and that sort of thing uh, is, is definitely probably going to skew older. I, I do think that not one of the three of us were ever – uh, adamant magazine readers, and and I know that there are like when, when differentiating lifestyle magazines from the pack, there are you know uh, highbrow magazines like The Economist or New uh, or The New Yorker or whatever um, that maybe have less ads that have detailed detailed reporting, and that, that there's I definitely see what the value add is. Uh, with regards to those magazines, the lifestyle ones, I think, for the most part, uh, are tied in with celebrity culture, and this is something that that people uh, are extremely addicted to. Uh, it it perhaps it's finding something to entertain you when you're you're stuck in an office job for five minutes. Perhaps it's just like it, it, celebrity lives become addictive in the same way that that your latest TV show is addictive, but. I think that um, I think that if you're looking at a men's health magazine, who's going to be on the cover? It's a lifestyle magazine, but it's going to have a celebrity on the cover. If you're if you're reading Cosmopolitan, what's going to be on the cover? It's going to be a celebrity. If you're reading Good Housekeeping, uh, who's going to be on the cover? It's going to be a celebrity. All those lifestyle magazines are are tied in. Is if if society no longer had celebrities, they wouldn't have anything to run with. And I think what makes a lot of them different from week to week is like something like Cosmo will have an intro section with tons of photos or Vanity Fair or whatever of celebrities on runways um, and will be tied in with celebrity fashion and all this. So I think very much magazines are part and parcel with celebrities. And I think your level of interest in celebrities and celebrity lives will reflect your level of interest in lifestyle magazines. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was going to say, uh, I always think of of people who are interested in celebrity. Incidentally, we did celebrity on this show. I don't remember. Yeah, a long time ago. Quite a long time ago. I I know I said bullshit. I think we might have all said, it might have been a a unanimous one. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, I do think the concept of celebrity is bullshit. And I and I always kind of and this sounds a bit you know demeaning to people who are into celebrity culture. But I feel like the people who are into celebrity culture don't have any real interests. And I feel like and that's and again this might seem demeaning. And so if you love lifestyle magazines, please send your hate mail to Bo Schwartz. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like it's like get a real interest. Is any of that stuff actually applicable? Because there's so many magazines. We talked about the niche magazines. There's so many of them that are. Based Based on like, you know, it could be woodworking or, you know, scrapbooking or for God's sake. But these lifestyle ones are kind of like I think of it as the generic. Um, I need to be entertained by someone else because I have none of my own interests. Here's here's some stuff for you. It's celebrities. Look at them. They look good, and we'll tell you how to do sex better, and you can get rock hard abs. But that's and like- that's basically like it's just like for I think of them as for generic person X is <laughs> which there are a lot of and yeah I, I know that sounds well, a bit the, the celebrity thing in in my view is that it's it's sort of like 
all right, I want to, I'm in the magazine industry. I want to make money. I'm going to publish trash. I don't have any value to add in terms of, I don't know, if it is about architecture, maybe we could interview someone who knows something about architecture and we can all learn something in our magazine. Hooray, magazines are great. But if you're selling trash, the lubricant that makes the the the, the, tra- the, the salty shit food go down better is is the celebrity. Like, you know, it's like, oh, we want to sell, a, we have a bunch of text here. Um, it's complete garbage written by, you know, <laughs> just like hack writers. And it was like, how are we going to move this magazine? Well, I know. Let's put Kim Kardashian on the cover and, oh, let's show a bit of her ass and call it break the internet and see what happens. You know, it's it, it, like, I think the like it's ancillary, even though it's front and center to the magazine, to the to those particular lifestyle magazines. It's just like, what's going to make this palatable, this crap palatable? And I think, I think a lot of magazines are full of like just garbage. Well, like, well, celebrity this the celebrity thing, and because because I brought it up, I definitely think it in in to defend um, against what Mike was saying is I, I know a lot of people at my work that are into sort of lifestyle of celebrities and all that, but I know them well enough to know that they have a lot of other interests as well. So I don't think it's as simple as saying that they have no other interests and therefore follow the the lives of celebrities or something inherently whatever addictive about that you know lifestyle magazines and tying it into you know the lives of celebs i think that when you guys were talking about niche magazines like if you talk about architectural design weekly or whatever super specific magazine there is out there that's going to be a really high value to a niche section of the population it's like if you write a comic like garfield that uh sorry i'm getting ahead of myself if you write a comic like penny arcade which is a web comic that i read uh that's caters to gamer culture it's funny to gamers it's a lot funny to gamers because it's it's aiming for a specific target. But Garfield, for instance, is aiming for anybody who has a cat, uh, which is a much broader swath, uh, and it's 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 trying to be inoffensive, but like you know, make you make you buy the paper and that that sort of thing. I feel like most lifestyle mags are like that. Yes, there are lifestyle mags like Reefer Madness or whatever that c- cater to certain types of lifestyles, but they're still they're still they're aiming big. They need big subscriber numbers. Whereas whereas um, you know your niche your wood carving woodworking magazine Mike referred to is going to sell well to a certain subset of the population, but probably just enough to break break even or they've got their numbers worked out pretty well where to make the mad bank you have to sell across interest groups and i guess like somehow some celebrities and and, and that sort of what they're what they're peddling in these lifestyle magazines is addictive to a large swath of the population i don't understand the chemistry really or the or the the math formula that they have celebrity plus abs plus sex tips equal Lots of dollar signs, but but they've got something. I, I think I think it's sort of tied like the rise of lifestyle magazines. I think there's a lot more. I mean, struggling with the internet, but still compared to say 30 years ago, there's a lot more now. 
And and it's sort of tied to what I always think of like is the dumbing down of society where it's like what sells in movies and TV is essentially good looking people, sex, sex, violence, like the very basic things. Everyone has a short attention span. If you say sex, they'll pay attention. If you say, you know, some New Yorker article, they're mostly going to glaze over as you said, the broad audience, which is who they're appealing to. So when I think of the lifestyle magazines, I think of the dumbing down of, and and part of it is just on the weekend. Um, we had I'm out in British Columbia, as you guys might know. We had a, a friend from back home was out here, and and she went with Andrea to this like to get these. This is I know a weird tangent, but <laughs> to get these like um, seeds at this church it's something called cd saturday where gardeners get seeds anyways she came home janice the the the, the friend of mine and she's like look they were giving away all these free magazines and i picked them up i'm like janice these are from like 1982 and <laughs> she's like yeah they're free and then i was like i started looking through them i can't even remember what they were i think she took them with them with her and uh I was like, wow, magazines have changed a lot since the early 80s. And it, what stuck out to me was an Apple was an Apple ad for the uh, Mac, some Mac book that looked like a complete old piece of junk. <laughs> if you look at it, you'd be like, wow, that's really old. And the way the ad was, it was written in like pro, like it just, it was written like a short story and long. And I'm like, wow, they do not advertise like that anymore, which again, I think is tied to like, the, again, the dumbing down of our society, like quick bites, quick sound bites, quick, how can you get like looks and, um, you know, and I think that in the, the articles are also reflective of that. They were like longer and more boring, less pictures and everything now is like lists, lists and a lot of like bullets and uh, pictures it's just because everyone's dumb and we need to like go to the lowest common denominator. Again, I know I sound very condescending towards people who might like these lifestyle magazines. I just think it's tied to that whole cultural movement towards like, let's assume our audiences are adults and just give them what they want, the sex, you know, and well, they'll, they'll pick it up. I would argue that actually advertising is wep- has weaponized themselves even more aggressively because um, integrated advertising is also a thing where it's like that Mac ad that you're talking about. Oh, it kind of looks like an article and it's asking you to read this text that you know full well is an advertisement, you know, it's now just in the articles, right? I mean, a lot of that stuff, I'm sure. More specifically than that, I think, I I know Crofton would have seen it. John Oliver did a bit on what's it called? Native, native advertising. Yeah, there's a term for it. That's what it is. Integrated or native advert. Yeah, maybe it's native. Yeah, where it's it's literally like you won't even know what you're reading is a, is an ad. Or might say advertisement in very small letters on the top of the page, you know. No, I, I I understand my, you know, in terms of, in terms of, of, of when you look at something like, uh, the magazines, the lifestyle magazines. You know, my my gut when I look at them is I think of them as kind of kind of bullshitty with regards to the content and all that. But what what makes them a little more nefarious, aside from the advertisement, and, and this this does tie in with the advertisement, is what you guys were saying earlier with regards to um, and you said it pretty quick, but is the Photoshop right? And 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 because uh, you're presenting images in a lot of these magazines in which you are trying to say this is desirable like this this type of lifestyle that we're presenting to you is desirable uh, and even at the best of, in the best of times it's probably not very re- realistic or ob- obtainable uh, probably requires a lot of money to get to 
whatever is being represented in the in the image but now we've reached the point with the you know the growth of photoshop that that images can be altered and so it it's creating um and while video editing is catching up and stuff the 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 editing of static images is still most prevalent in magazines and i feel that that it could have a really toxic influence and now that i have a a, a little girl um, in particular, I'm concerned about I'm concerned about girls and seeing photos in magazines and thinking this is how people look when all their blemishes have been photoshopped and maybe their pant size reduced by two. You know, it is it is troubling, and I think that there there's there's uh, there's a little bit of, of of bad stuff there at work in the magazine industry, and it it makes me worried for the future. Um, it's, I think that's. It's, I think that's those are really good points, and that's almost its own sort of subject. But I just wanted to quickly recommend to you, um, you know, I, I'm sort of browsing on my browser while we have this conversation. There's a great magazine out there for you called Parents, and <laughs> it'll teach you both how to get your child set for school and what makes your toddler tick and the de-stress the craziest moments of your day, and also an article on how to motivate your child. It's great. Also, <laughs> Parents, that's a lifestyle. Top top ten sex tips in the bedroom too. <laughs> well, How to have, have sex without your supplements. children hearing in the other room? I wish my parents would have read that magazine. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that I'm likely to to pick that one up, but uh, but yeah, that probably falls into kind of lifestyle a little. It's it's a bit nichey though, though I guess a lot of people are parents. But I do think I, I want to come back to Crofton's point about the unrealistic sort of body expectations girls especially get it have get it harder than than men do but even men like you know we're making the jokes about the rock hard abs like when i was younger there was a while i was like why can't i have abs (laughs) and i would try to work out to get abs i failed i never really i think think in my lifetime i've bought two or three issues of men's health during periods of low self-esteem and thinking i know what i'm gonna do i'm just i'm gonna completely alter myself into a mesomorph body shape here i go and it's like i buy the magazine read it and then do nothing like it well it, yeah. it just i you know they got my money based on you know uh appealing to that weakness you know that you have about body image and I well, yeah, it's pushed on us all and and i think men i mean there's you know the the, the sort of casual use of uh, of steroids, I think is pretty. It, it's around more than you think. My brother's quite a gymophile, and I think is someone who's always been kind of pushed by those types of images presented by these lifestyle magazines. And he's you know got a pretty good body, and uh, doesn't doesn't use the steroids. But he says like at the gym, you'll see these scrawny guys come in, and then after like two months, they're huge with muscle, you know, and you can't do that without, without steroids. So yeah, these, like some of the implications of the lifestyle stuff, the presenting these kind of, and celebrity culture as well. So dominant, which is again, rich, like money lifestyle things that it's total fantasy land. And, uh, and I I mean, not to say that, you know, it's, I guess escapism has its place and maybe that's what these magazines serve to do. I mean, I think that they fall into, I was pretty harsh on, on, on them a moment ago and the people who, who buy them. But, you know, you know, you refer to your guilt, guilty pleasures. And I bet you for a lot of people, these lifestyle magazines, would they classify in their, you know, their guilty pleasures uh, folder where they buy a Cosmo, you know, a couple times a year and it's fun to flip through and doesn't really, you know, it's not who they are really, but it's fun to look at it. I mean, I, I'll enjoy the Inquirer now and then, but uh, and it's just like a guilty pleasure. So maybe they're pretty... Inoffensive I in would that say, way. I would say some of those 
um, magazines too do offer uh, like fashion related information, whether it's it's tips on you know how to ju- just dress better more on a budget or whether it's you know looking at like uh you know high fashion stuff to me that's to me there's some legitimacy to that like you may not be into fashion but i think well, that yeah that's a that's a legit thing to be well, interested well, in that's like the you know the whole devil wears prada behind the scenes of vanity fair um vanity fair being a a, a big time fashion magazine yeah fashion and even like i just browsed briefly on the the cover of the men's health website and there was like top tips for dressing well or whatever but i i do believe that uh, that becomes part of that series of things that they recycle the in in i'm not i'm not saying that like who knows maybe their 50 sex tips are amazing sex tips it's possible but they just keep recycling them over and over or recycling you know the idea of them same with you know dressing same with working out maybe the maybe the 12 tip uh, 12 step process to perfect abs that Maybe that's a great process, right? And they're they're giving it away. You buy the magazine. Wow, you've got this this great guide to perfect abs. Uh, there could be value in in all of all of this stuff, but it doesn't change the fact that it's part of like a kind of quasi subliminal, quasi in your face messaging system that is is part of what I consider overall unhealthy lifestyle. Even if it's only mentally you know well and it's the and it's just the focus on the superficial i feel it's largely what it is like are you good at sex do you have rock hard abs are you wearing the right clothes it's just very yes yes and yes ladies call me (laughs) uh but but if you know those alternative you can call me i I do no 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 guy okay i i I do think that those things again i mean i i really feel like the dumbing down of pop culture mainstream culture is always that race to the bottom of like very superficial and uh, i mean there's something to be said for reading the new yorker i guess maybe well there's a I've few other Twitter. ones like i uh, you know well i guess again we're getting into the whole i'm having a hard time differentiating uh, from a lifestyle magazine from like i don't know a, a, an interest magazine but it's like I think, sometimes those two I, are hard to dissociate I mean, I think we've done a pretty good job uh, of staying on the lifestyle thing as opposed to, you know, uh, Scientific American or something yeah, like that. That's there cool. are really good magazines out there like National there's Geographic t- and Time and, and – yeah. Um, there was another one I was thinking. Popular Mechanics is one that I know people who like to build things really like that magazine, I think. Yeah, know? there's some good ones out there. I read this one online called Aeon. It's awesome. Really, really cool. I noticed that a lot of the links you share are all from this Aeon site. It just keeps impressing me. It it's like doesn't really Slate cute. also have a magazine? Slate's kind of good too. It's it's almost a bit more lifestyley though. I would say Slate. Yeah. I mean that line is hard to draw, but it's like when it's clearly a lifestyle magazine, it's clearly a lifestyle magazine because it's got a bunch of that, you know, those hooks right on the the cover of like, uh, hey, take this test to find out if you're good and bed or not. You'd be surprised about the results. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, right, so we're ready for Let's move into verdicts brought to you by Aeon Magazine. When you're looking for a great magazine, consider Aeon. Hey, we mentioned a whole bunch of other ones, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but... <laughs> also, there's no ads on Aeon somehow. So there you go. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should try it. Creative advertising right there, dude. It's awesome. I think I'm going to try one right after this show. You should. Okay, look, I'm going to go first. I'm ready. Um, Lifestyle magazines, uh, I I don't want to go through everything I said again about them being this, you know, the just the dumbing down of culture, the very basic stuff, all the superfluous sort of material. I do. I, I think I tried to balance that with the kind of guilty pleasure thing. Sometimes you just want to turn your brain off and be entertained by something, and maybe that's what these do. So for me, lifestyle magazines fall very squarely in our very useful category of bullshit. Which again, like, there's no redeeming value to them as far as I'm concerned. They're not the most evil thing in the world, though. Uh, they have some, you know, identifiable negative qualities. Uh, but yeah, they're just they're just bullshit. I'd say spend spend your money on something else instead. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, I can go next. Um, I think that those magazines, the lifestyle magazines, are bad. And it's one of those times where um, I think when you think about something and you you look at it and you say, okay, I'm not personally interested in these lifestyle magazines. How bad can they, you know, really are it's somebody else's interest and, and people can read these magazines, get invested in celebrity culture. That's no problem, you know, uh, get all these sex tips, good for them. But I think the net worth of these magazines, not financially, but maybe morally and to our society is negative. And I think that I think that um, it, it they're part of a cycle uh, along with celebrity culture and this. That that um, and Mike Mike used the terms of dumbing down and this and and I I mostly I mostly agree but I I just feel that um, it, it's creating in terms of body image um, unhealthy body images for people both uh, men and female male and female but also like. Um, the, the article, the articles on 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 could be anything from from sex to to dressing to it can make you feel bad about yourself. Uh, and I and I think that really the um, as much as they they're trying to to make you think that they're putting forth a positive overall uh, overall it's negative. I think if you remove them from the world, and this is part of part of how I judge um the merits of something on the show i think if you remove them from the world entirely the world would be a better place for their absence and i know that sounds kind of harsh but i really just don't see the merit i'm not saying i don't see the merit to some magazines but lifestyle magazines bad i think we've invented a new form of activism there there may be less <laughs> rock hard abs and people be less good at sex if that happened <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't it be crazy if there was more rock hard abs that that would just be mind-blowing uh, all right, so um, I'm going to. I'm my brain just has a hard time every time I try to think of examples. I feel like I'm using. I'm thinking of not lifestyle magazines. So, you know, my sense is that magazines as a like as a form as a publication form. You know, I really appreciate them. And if you told me, Bo, uh, to have these magazines, we have to put this gaudy advertising in uh, to, to sustain it. I'm, I think I'm okay with that. I'm not a big fan of native advertising. That, that's upsetting to me. But apart from that, clearly labeled advertising in magazines is fine. Um, so specifically lifestyle magazines, the ones that, you know, a lot of the concerns we bring up with these magazines is A, 
They're created basically just to generate revenue for very little to offer the person except some diversion, which, as Mike pointed out, diversion is not necessarily a bad thing. We all have those things that are difficult to explain that divert us that we enjoy. Um, but also just that, you know, some an impressionable mind, and we're all impressionable at one point or another in our lives, um, depending on the circumstances, it it can cause damage if you're reading some something you know about your psychological well-being written by some you know uh, <laughs> written by some hack some person that doesn't know better who's just writing for this magazine. So I think they are potentially damaging. Um, that being said, I'm for like a freedom of the press, freedom of publication. So it's like it's hard hard for me to want to you know get draconian and say like. You can only publish stuff which has merit. I think we have the freedom to publish crap, and that's a freedom that does need to be respected um, because it's there for when you appreciate it and there for when you don't. So ultimately, I'm going to say lifestyle magazines are bullshit. And, uh, yeah. Oh, well, so that's two bullshits and a bad. So listeners, if you like lifestyle magazines... Write in and tell us why they're so awesome. Right. So <laughs> someone will write in and be like, I just broke a brick on my rock hard abs and rocked my girlfriend's world with 25 amazing <laughs> sex positions. That's why they're the best. And we'll be like, yeah, I did neither of those things. Uh, the true. brick got stuck in my gut and my woman left me. <laughs> <laughs> they, need a, they need a lifestyle magazine for like, well, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to include you, but for me, you know, like the unemployed <laughs> <laughs> Top 25 things to do when you don't have a job. You 50 know. ways you, to avoid cleaning your bathroom, how, even though you have nothing better to do. How to ensure your muscles stay flaccid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, have you, you considered Aeon? <laughs> <laughs> That's mental exercise. That they, There's some engaging stuff. I'm Stop sure there is. Amazing. Crofton, you're you in, read you're, it there, Crofton. I will, right after this is over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tell coming in. Oh, we have a letter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, little birdie. Uh, so it's an email from Tracy. Hi, Tracy. And she Hello, says... Hello, Tracy, one of our loyal listeners. Yeah, and she says, hi, guys. My apologies for not writing in for the 100th episode. I've been contributing to climate change while traveling around the country in airplanes and large American SUVs. I enjoyed listening to all of the episodes that have been published and for sure have my favorites. If I had to list some funny comments looking back, there would be three. One, Mike's impersonation of the Queen was hilarious, and I love how it got recycled a few times in jokes and as sound bites. Um, <laughs> two, the image of Bo running through the forest with a bat is probably on my all-time nightmare-worthy list, as that would just scare anyone in the woods. Hey. Uh, three, the thing that made me laugh the most was when Crofton referred to something by saying, it grinds my gears. I lost it that with that comment, as the only way you could grind a gear would be with a standard transmission. Woo! But seriously, I enjoy all the episodes, and I especially can't wait to hear what the little soundbite will be after the closing music. Great job. Keep it up, Tracy. Well, that's a lot of pressure on you, Bo. You're the one that does that soundbite. Uh, she also... Clearly, she referenced about, I don't know, five different shows there. I, I did like how she, she pointed out how there were three things that she enjoyed over five shows. That's that's pretty good average. I think we can raise that, guys. That's loyalty. And she's like, I bear with those crappy shows to get to the good stuff. <laughs> 
But thanks for the letter, Tracy. Yeah, Trace. All right. Um, so finally, if you do want to, you know, tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to read your comments on the show. Um, you can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Send us anything. Just send us your letters, your praise, your disses, your, you know, freestyles, whatever you want. Send it in. We want to read it on the air. We love hearing from the community. Um, if you want to find out more about the show, like how to subscribe to us, and how to get to us on social media, you can go to our website. That's goodbadbull.com. Uh, there you can subscribe on you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or you can use an RSS reader to read our RSS and have it show up in your RSS feed. And finally, you can follow us on Twitter at goodbadbull. And you can like us on Facebook. The link is too long to say here. So just go to goodbadbull.com and follow the links there to like us on Facebook. I think that covers all of our links and doobly-doo. Except for if you'd like to find out more specifically about what Crofton's up to, uh, I'll let him tell you where you can find him. You can find me on Twitter where I will be following a variety of lifestyle magazines including Aeon. At Croft and Steers. <laughs> and also, if you want to find out uh, more about Mike, um, Mike is going to tell you where you can find him. You know what? You can just go and read Aeon Magazine, uh, and then and then you'll know some of the things that are on my mind uh, lately. You'll be this, able to find him magically after that. Th- this comment brought to you by Twitter. <laughs> It's true. If you put the first word of all the Aeon articles together, you'll discover Michael's secret location. Uh, you can find me at Twitter or on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. Uh, if you want to find out more about what I tweet, which is quite frankly not that much lately, but uh, I'm going to get back on my social media responsibilities since I, I have so few in life uh, these days. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up the show. Hey, hey guys. Yeah. You- you know, if I, I was thinking of putting out my own lifestyle magazine, it was called uh, it was called How to Be Crofton, and uh, and it, it, one of my first features was top one sex moves, uh, and uh, the the one move. This is a spoiler for for you guys. Be Crofton. Huh? <laughs> you know, Oprah's already beat you to that punch. There's there's O magazine. So you'll be coming out with, like, C Magazine. C Magazine. uh, That's it. I'm going to trademark that right now after I finish reading this interesting episode of Aeon. Yeah, and thank you, Aeon, for providing us with uh, today's sponsorship. (laughs) Aeon. (laughs) We should get them in as a sponsor. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's send them an email. I'm also open to taking free submissions for C Magazine. Uh, (laughs) I will screen them first to be sure they – they uh, stack up to the Crofton standard of quality. Also, all the photos in the magazine will be of me. I, I can already see the headlines. It's like 10 tips to a perfect 2-4 because that's what Crofton carries on his belly instead of a six-pack. Top, pi- <laughs> top 10 pizza toppings. <laughs> top, top, top 10. Are you, do you truly love Pepsi? Take this personality quiz to find out <laughs> if you're a fraud. Top, You'd be top, surprised at the results. Top three Pepsi flavors. Regular Pepsi, Pepsi Max, and Diet Pepsi. What about Crystal Pepsi didn't make the grade there? Nope. That's why you got to consult the list. C Magazine, coming to a store near you. C Magazine.
talk to you about this, Mike. Uh, I need somebody with Photoshop experience. Um, sure. I'm already cutting out Clooney's face, and I'm going to put right <laughs> Sweet. on you. That's the type of cutting edge thinking that's going to make you an asset to this organization. 